any grips. I'm just gonna leave you to it. Fine. Welcome to another episode of America's Got Talent. It's not America's Got Talent. This is the School for Wayward Nerds. Run by Chairman Toby DePauli. Mm-hmm. And me. Wow. Hi. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Toby. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? I'm good. I had a medium non-fat milk pistachio deep mocha dip cream frappuccino with chocolate sauce today. You better not have. I didn't as a reference to our subject matter this week. But you also shouldn't do that because you're lactose intolerant. I will shoot. You, you would. <laughs> well. Outside. Because oh. you're not doing that in my house. It's being banished, you guys. Yeah. Um, I think we already said it, but in case we didn't, we are the School for Wayward Nerds. Hello. And this week we are having a little bit of trouble communicating. I mean, we normally do. We normally do. Cheese strap. But we haven't Englished our English in a while. So. Which is good. Because today's topic is Japanese. You're right. You can't communicate. Which is good because we are reading Comey Can't Communicate this week. See? Mm, look at me making a segue. I think that's me pulling you out of the mud. Is Yay. Okay. Our first impressions. What did, what did you think? Like, Yeah, first impressions. It's, it's an easy read. It's cute. But it's not leak. I'd been talking about it for a while. You you are very swept up in it. Yeah. So what are your first impressions? Well, when I first picked it up, it was just slowly popping up on Comixology. And I'd seen, like, the memes and stuff. That's pretty much how all anime and manga gets on my radar is memes and stuff. Mm. I think that's a lot of how everyone does it, I'm sure. A lot of people found JoJo's Bizarre Adventure from all the internet Beast nonsense. Um, Look, I didn't see it. So, so I came across it, and then I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And then I ended up having the first four volumes, because that was what Comixology had at the time. And like you said, it's one of those nice, easy slice-of-life experiences. A bit like um, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, if you remember our episode on that. This is very... this is more slice of lifey. Yeah, I mean, there's no fucking dragons in it. Yeah, but it's that same mellow vibe. It's, I, I it's didn't just... come here to read about a heroin addiction. You know it's what I'm saying? It's just a day. Yeah, it's not a like epic battle every moment. So, which can be a good way to break up a lot of our other stuff. Yeah, we do watch some pretty high octane stuff. <laughs> slash read. Hmm. Slash enjoy. It's nice. I always like to have my palate cleanser between stuff yang. now and then. Yeah. Um. So we should probably start off with the fact that Chromie Can't Communicate mm-hmm. started off as a one-shot in September 2015. Yeah. Before it became a regular series in May of 2016. Yeah, it picked up steam very rapidly. Well... Not too rapidly, because it wasn't until 2019 that it got, like, a licensed English release. It takes a well while for all of us to get English releases of things. I mean, looking at some of the stuff on our shelf, we're lucky we got one at all. This is true. Um, 
And the other thing is, like, sure, it got didn't get released till 2019. However, we managed to get, like, ten volumes right in 2019. Yeah. Like, it dropped real quick. Um, this series is written and illustrated by Tomoho Oda. Mm-hmm. Sorry for my Japanese. Um, and as of February 2020, the 16 volumes have been released so far. And in 2018, the first 10 volumes had already sold over 2 million copies and had ranked first in a poll conducted by Anime Japan for the most wanted anime adaptation. Yeah, there's a massive demand, not just for an anime, but of more. Yeah. People, what, what, I don't know about you, but once you start, it's very easy to continue. And I'm sure once you hit the end, you'll want more. We'll, we'll talk about that whole possibility, though. Yeah. Because... Look, it's obviously a very beloved thing, is what I'm saying. It is very beloved, and I can kind of see why, but I have conflicting opinion. So. But before we get into conflicting opinion, we should probably read the book. Mm-hmm. Yes? Okay. Um, we, for this episode anyway, we're only looking at the first volume... Because... That's what you read. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's a starting off point. If you like this episode, then go and find the rest of the books. Yeah, the gimmicks stay. Like, I just we discussed this when we first started talking about it. It feels like a cartoon. Not necessarily an anime. Like, from the pilot, everything's very set up. You know what the go is, and... Every issue is a light, kind of charming adventure. It feels like something you would see on a Cartoon Network. More than a Crunchyroll, honestly. Maybe. That's the vibe I get from it, is like, you know, small little hijinks, little little melt-in-your-mouth pieces of... I mean, it doesn't really... Like, you see the characters develop, but not at a heavy level. No one's on a big-ass journey here. I mean, the chapters are really short. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't even be long enough. They would be, like, ad length. They are just, like, really short snippets. But keep in mind, we watched all of Magical Senpai, and that was the... It was the same. They just threw, like, four of them together to build an episode. Yeah. Um, So the first first issue introduces um, Hidato Tadona. Tadona, yeah. Tadona. Um... He is basically an average schoolboy who, after being left in class alone, discovers that Shiko Komi, the extremely beautiful and popular girl in the class, suffers from an extreme social anxiety and a communication problem that basically means she is completely unable to talk to other people. Yeah, it begins um, like pretty well. It... it... With that, it's just the first box is just text. Yeah. It's a very text-heavy book, but I think that's kind of a bit of the charm to it. Um, The term communication disorder describes a cluster of symptoms that cause people to experience difficulty interacting with others. Those suffering from this disorder may appear unfriendly, but the truth is that while they appear standoffish, they actually want to have relationships. And this is... And then it's just, Comey can't communicate, a big-ass splash page. 
I really like that the issue starts with like an explanation. Yeah, that's that's like, what it I mean. It's as a, as a pilot, away. it puts it on the table so clearly and so well. Like right off the bat, you're good to go. Yeah, and. In the background of that splash panel, it's got, like, other characters in it. It's, like, Tadano's ordinary, Najimi is sociable, and then it's got characters that aren't even in this volume, like... Yeah. The the dude already knows what he's writing. Yeah. Which I think is charming. Like, a lot of these people I never even got to. Yeah. And I'm, I'm up to volume five. I got it over there. It's still wrapped in plastic, so I'm slow at everything I touch. Well, that... You read, like... 400 things at once. Yeah. Because I get crowded. What are you doing? At the moment, you're reading Nightwing. And you're Uza- reading Komi. Yeah, I got a bookmark in Uzumaki still. Um, the current scholarly pleasant book. All of this will get put down the second the next Sandman Slim comes out. Yep. I will start rereading a lot of Jonah Hex. I can feel it in my bones. I was listening to cowboy music in the car today. Yeah. Not horror cowboy music. No. Ghoul Town, everybody. Take a look. Um, That's just yeah. a reading. Mm. Then you get into the fact that we're watching Fairy Tale, Married with Children. A little bit of Sailor Moon. A little bit of Sailor Moon. We come in and out on that. Yeah. Persona is pretty much its own beast. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Like, you know- we're, just, we're listing my weekend now. Do yeah. you want to talk about the book? <laughs> sure. Back to what we're talking about. Oh, what we mean is... I'm not putting it off because it's bad. Yeah. By any means. That's, that's what we're trying to get at here. And if, you know, we seem very all over the page, it's just because that's who we are as human. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, as that first issue builds, I like it. I like it as a very simple, straightforward thing. It feels like, like I said, a cartoon, but it also feels like a sitcom. Yeah. Where a character walks in, a bunch of assholes applaud, and right out of the first sentence, you know that character. But that's the thing. Like, like, you, you get it. It opens with a before title credits scene. Hmm. So the actual, what I would count as the opening of the book, is Tadano is preparing for his first day at Eaton Private High School. Yeah. It's, he thinks it's an elite. elite prep school. Maybe. Well, we don't know differently yet. He doesn't know differently, but for those listeners, it is a school predominantly accepting students that have personality abnormalities. I don't know why. It's not like a it's not a disabled person school, it's just like a X Men for doofuses. <laughs> you know? It's an ex- Charles Xavier school for dingus. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Um we we watch um, Tadano as he basically goes through like his mission, which is to be an average boy at an average school and not himself in middle school. Yeah, uh, his little um weird flashback that he has. I mean, it's all in dialogue. A lot of this book is tell not show. Mm-hmm. But it's like he was clearly an edgy fucking he went through his emo fees real hard i'd say he was a snyder bot i bet you he liked justice league (laughs) you know we're not gonna hold that against people you know and he's loading up his locker having his flashbacks be like i can't grow an emo fringe this year do you know (laughs) just trying to be a boy 
And then the person, you know, you go into their locker next to him, he goes to introduce himself and he sees, like, the most stereotypically high-class, beautiful... Refined. Um, yeah, character ever. Yeah. Um, turns out that is Kwame. Mm-hmm. Um, she and basically he... runs away. Boy, we don't know that. Tadano, there's the, I love the awkward panel. Of just dot, dot, dot speech bubbles, just to portray the most awkward silence. Yeah. There's speech there that's empty, instead of it just being, like, a panel of them gazing upon one another or whatever. Yeah, well, you And she gives that. him this, like, look, and then she just walks away, and he's like, oh, what? wow, what a bitch, <laughs> you know? Like, obviously, I'm scum to this woman, and then it, it also, shows it from her perspective. I also like the book's use of, like, onomatopoeia and stuff Mm. because there's so little dialogue going on he doesn't leave it blank but uses what he puts in like very well so like in in this same section that you're talking about there's a part where like Tadano is trying to talk to her and then he gets flustered and just goes creep yeah, she's her slowly kind of, turning like a slow thing. door. By just doing it that way, you get that it's a really slow, awkward, like grating turn of the head. Yeah. And it's it's a perspective thing. Like it adds like the the way he does it differently between characters' viewpoints is really well done. Yeah. Because you you see this version that what Tadano's seeing, and then you see like Comey walking away, being like, holy shit, I'm having an anxiety attack. Someone, Someone spoke, spoke to, me. to me, yeah. Um, and she's got her big-ass eyes, her big panicked expression. Yeah. And, like, the way that she's drawn from other people's perspective is very different to the way that she's drawn when she's seeing herself do stuff. Mm. Um, and it makes it... A lot easier for the reader to be like, okay, this is Comey it's like doing a, Comey. It's like a left and right Harvey Dent level yeah. of difference. Like, there is beautiful, refined Comey, and then there is my heart's beating out of my chest. I need to get the fuck out of here. The world is ending. The world is ending. Um, and at this stage, we're already up to the second chapter. Yeah, again, they are short. The first chapter is like couple of pages. I mean, chapter two starts at page 12. Yeah. But that includes the intro, which is like four or five pages. Like, it's less than ten pages each. Yeah. But also makes some nice sample, you know, pieces. Yeah. So, second chapter, we're looking at the class and basically sitting down, teachers like, okay, let's introduce ourselves. That kind of rap. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got... Um, Agari. Thank you. We'll, we'll get to her as the story plays out. We will. But she's like. But even the, other... at the bit to introduce herself. Yeah, and as I say, we'll get to her in a bit. Like the characters in the background become relevant as it goes. Like it's nice world build. Yeah. Because and they like because there isn't a lot of verbal personality built. He does have to kind of slow burn characters so you know 
how that character behaves before he can introduce someone else. Mm. Because, like, the whole building of the story is Comey and understanding how Comey's reacting to things and how her internal dialogue affects what is happening in the story. Yeah, and once you get comfortable with her and Tadano, other characters get that same treatment. Yeah. Um... Yeah, um, Comey stands up to introduce herself. It's like silence. She's got nothing. And then she just goes and writes her name on the chalkboard and sits back down. Yeah. And everyone's like, wow, she's like so fancy. She wouldn't even dignify us with a response. Yeah. Meanwhile, she just could not have said anything in front of the class. And then you got Tadano, the most incredibly average boy who gets up and everyone's like, oh, whatever. He's just a cardboard cutout of a man. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And immediately he realizes that this is not going to be any different to middle school. No. Um, and that's the end of chapter two. Yep. Um, you know, as... It's like five pages, yeah. Yeah, as the chapter goes on, we see Tadano, like, he's not even trying to be her friend or anything. He's just, he's nice just being a normal guy. Like, yeah. If you were sitting next to someone and they dropped something on the floor... Nine times out of ten, you'd be like, hey, you dropped your thing on the floor. He tries to do that with her because she drops a rubber off the floor. Yeah, and someone tries to stab her with a compass. Yeah. Which, fun trivia, happened. I got stabbed by a compass at school. Yeah, but you probably weren't returning someone's rubber. No, no, this was at, like, lunch. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. Um. But, yeah, all the other kids are, like, violently obsessed with Comey. And extremely protective. Yeah. And that's it. It, it just it's nice world building stuff yeah it's just like and it breaks like it up said, in chapters but they come so immediately after one another that you can roll with it however you like yeah i didn't i wasn't paying attention to the chapters like i did the first treat couple. the chapters like punchlines almost yeah well it's do you know what it's like in mm-hmm. fairy tale whenever they can't like connect two scenes oh they just say movie, and then yeah they just mm-hmm. say and then that's what it got to the point of me reading chapters as. Mm. It's like, oh, they're not in the room they were before. Next. It's a very, like, smooth and quick transition. Um, The next one's, like, the important one. Yeah. This is where he works out what's going on. Yeah, this is where things start to roll out. Like, he gets knocked out while everyone's charging out for lunch or something. And he wakes up and the only other person there is Comey. And she says, meow. Because she's playing. I wonder if she says meow out loud. There's a speech bubble. I know, but... It's pointing to her face. There's a person there. Yeah, but he... She thinks he's unconscious and she's playing with a little, like, keychain of a squishy cat. Mm. And then he saw her... Well, he heard her. And um, then it's just immediately awkward. And she scurried away. However, he works it out that she's not rude. Well... He thinks that she's rude and then immediately realizes... Are you not very good at talking to people? Yeah. Yeah. And you just, like, half the page is her a trembling mess that can't talk and just doesn't know what's going on. I think those bits are written well because they're so crowded with, like, unformed sentences that you can sort of feel her crashing, Mm. you know? I also think it's really interesting because, like, it says in the opener about how 
you know, it affects everyone differently in that. Mm-hmm. But it's written a way that, like, if you've ever felt nervous or panicked or something, you know that feeling. Yeah, it, it portrays it on the page really well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It does make it out like this is the only way that Comey can function. Yeah. But it's not such a foreign concept, which I think is why people enjoy it so much because you can, like, somewhat apply it. Yeah. Because almost everyone has had a, that moment where they're like, I, I know that feeling. And sure, I probably couldn't communicate it, but that is exactly how it feels. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's nice to have something that explores your thing. And I think that's something that, like, as we get into other characters throughout the book, most people would be able to find their A smidgen character. of themselves in it. Yeah. They're all exaggerated versions of, like, a thing you've felt. It's weird. Mm. Um, at this point, we see this weird gimmick I want to ask about where Comey will get, like, cat ears if she perks up or is surprised. Mm. Is that, like, an emotion portrayal or, like, what's the go to there? I don't... I thought it was just, like, a weird, like, had no thing. Hmm. But, like, the more that it goes through the book, maybe it's, like... When something so Donna, her like, sees interest, it. yeah, like it's a. I don't think that she actually sprouts cat ears. No, nah. but I do think that like she has a visual visual reaction, and because she's someone that is so non-reactive as far as other people see, it's like as if it's like an expression her ears signal. Up. Yeah. yeah, like how a horny anime kid will have a nosebleed, mm. which doesn't happen, but you know what that means. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of another example that isn't boners related. Or like when a another anime... It's just an anime thing is the excessive emotion thing. Like when they see something that they like desperately want to eat, like a really nice like ice cream or something, their eyes get all big and twinkly and they go, <gasps> you know. It's, it's you know the whole... Well, we do it in Western animation too of when in car- like the older cartoons where the jaw drops to the floor and the tongue rolls out oh and the felix the cow ones where it literally does dot points so you can see where his eyes are pointing yeah. at like we couldn't fucking tell yeah all of that kind of stuff yeah and then you've it's, got it's, them if playing... you had any if you had any you know doubt of what was happening right now yeah. this is what's happening but they they work out that they can use the blackboard to communicate yeah and then it's all just like i don't know i, I like the way it's done it's like just a quiet conversation Written entirely on the back blackboard. Well, until you get a couple of pages in and she just... Now that she's worked out she can use the blackboard, it gets crazy. Yeah. She's just asking, like, question after question and... It's like all the conversation and small talk she's been holding in. Yeah. Which I think is nice. And we find out later that she's been holding... Like, this isn't, like, a new high school thing. Like, she's been like this since she was a kid. Yeah. So... It's very interesting. And she wants to make a hundred friends. Which is the whole, like... That's the story. That's the quest. Story of the book, yeah. yeah. His quest was to be an average kid. She wanted a hundred friends. Yeah, his one gets, like, fucked up immediately. Yeah. But he I, I, I like when he's like, I'll be your friend. And in his head, he's like, that's the cheesiest shit. And then it, like, cuts to her, like, gripping her chest, blushing, and she's, like, run out of the room because she's blushing so hard i guess she's a a bit embarrassed it's cute yeah 
It's all like the most innocent, charming shit you ever did see. It is. And I think that's why people like it, because it is relatable, but it is just a day. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's sweet. That's the best way to describe it, I think. It's just a sweet story. Yeah. <laughs> Are you at the end of your notes? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, well, I'm scrolling through looking at, like, characters we meet to jump into some other people. Um, one of the first ones you meet is, uh, Yamai. Yeah. You don't, because she's you like, don't get a lot of her in the first volume, but she's, like, the Yondi, like, the mean stalkery one. Oh, really? Mm. Because she's quite nice in this. I'm looking at you like you're a fucking spastic. Isn't she the really popular one? No, 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 she's the oh, no, nice one in the big cardigan. Yeah. You meet her first, and she's like... What's your problem? Like, how dare you say Komi's name? You're a big piece of shit. Don't fucking get out of here, Tadano. Right, you, you, you are not worthy to breathe her air. She will later kidnap Tadano to keep him away from Komi. And he will spend... Very, like... He will spend maybe a day tied up in a wardrobe. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. See, I was thinking about Osama. Um, you, he's not the next one. Because he's trying, he's attempting to like talk to popular people and be like, come be our friend. And they're like, we're not worthy and you certainly are not fucking worthy either. Yeah, you either. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, get out of here. Because if we're not worthy, then you don't know anything. Yeah. And then he has to, he's like, I didn't want to resort to this. And he goes and talks to Najima. Osama. Yeah. Um, his uh, transgender friend. She's an ambiguous gender. I mean, they it's, are, it's, they it's, are she's, ambiguous gender. She wants to be a she in this. Sometimes. I mean, when she's very in, honest okay, about when it. When they were in middle school, uh-huh. they were a boy. Now they're in high school, they wear a girl's uniform and a boy's tie. Look, I'll say this. It's not... It's. it's it might be a little fun. offensive, but I do like that... Sure, it's not the best representation of a LGBTQ person we've ever seen. But after you get, like, four or five jokes out, they are just a person. Yeah. You know, and it's a little grating at first, but once they get that out of the way, it's just another person, which which I think is good. Because you, you get your acceptance too. in and I wonder after if, a minute. Well, and that's the thing. I wonder if it's done on purpose of, you know, yeah, we know all the jokes that can be made, so let's make them get over it and move on. Maybe. Like. Because that's not who the character is. No, the character is the most popular person in the fucking world. Exactly. And it's kind of like, Osana's fluid in a lot of her, like, she's very much can go between the different groups at school. Very social butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she says absolutely not to being Komi's friend. Well, this, and this is where we find out that Komi's always been like this. Yeah, you get like a smidgen of origin story here yeah because we find out that like osana tried to be her friend like a couple of years ago Wait, like in, in grade two yeah oh i don't know what primary school is over there but yeah i'm little they're, they're small and, yeah um <laughs> and it was the only time that someone was not her friend yeah, she like she was like she and she's in like, shock or something yeah she's like i i didn't think i could come back from it and I couldn't do it again, and it just, I can't do it. When our eyes meet, I tremble. 
It's she has a very like psychological trauma. You know the thing about Comey is like when you see it in her perspective, she's got the big eyes and she's afraid of everything. But she's like if someone with social anxiety had the world's worst resting bitch face. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty, that's, that's what pretty it is. much the character. Yeah. Um But we see like Tadano is really a good guy. He do his best. Because he really tries to talk to her and be like, look, give it a shot. We got this. Just just try again. Yeah. And he has so much confidence that He's like, she can do it. I don't think she can do it, but she can do it. Yeah. Like, he's he's got so much confidence in her being able to do stuff, and she just, at the same Falls time, he's like, flat, so I'm, just, I'm just going to follow just in case it doesn't go the way I think it's going to go. Yeah, he organizes um, Najima and Komi to walk home together, and it's just, like, uncomfortable, because no one can read her, like, no. except for Tadano. Yeah. Which is why he, I think he's trying so hard. Which I, which I like, again, about the perspective stuff. Because it'll show them walking home from Najimi's angle. And she's, like, very scary. Yeah. <laughs> and then it shows it from Tadano's, who's following them home. And just, like, he can see what Komi... He knows what she's thinking. Yeah. He almost becomes, like, a mind reader the more it goes on. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then there's then some you've big got the weird dude, yeah, who are in love with Najimi. Yeah, to the point that like they're trying to force Najimi to be their girlfriend. I do like I like how Najimi's pretty open. Yeah, about their their um anatomy. Let's call it. It's like Najimi be my gal, and he's like, can't boy. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> That's it. And I like the dude's like I don't care. Which is also kind of nice. It reminds me of that, um, it shouldn't, it's an old-ass movie, it's not even worth bringing up in a geek podcast, but in Some Like It Hot, when the millionaire marries the dude in a, in drag, and he's like, I'm a dude, and he's like, ah, oh, no, it's perfect, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he thought that was going to an amount, and it did not. Yeah. But I like that Comey manages to scare them off. She saved like the day. giving them their key. Yeah, but she's got a resting bitch face, and she's also like... I don't know, she looks powerful? I don't know what the word is, but... She probably looks very elegant and refined. Which is terrifying because you're like, you know that this chick has, like, bodyguards around the corner. Yeah, kind of. I can't think of any other examples to this level, but it's like... I don't know. She's just so up above everything visually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the dudes run away and... She saved Najimi from being, I guess, molested. <laughs> and now they're friends. Yeah. Which leads to one of my favorite bits of the two-panel pewing joke. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, Najima, like, walks off. And Tadana's like, there you go, you got a second friend. And then there's just a pause. And then she jumped for joy like a oh, what a feeling Toyota commercial. <laughs> and he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, she doesn't... React sh- Yeah, properly. even when she yeah. is, like, excited about stuff. She's just kind of standing there. Even the next panel, like, she's labelled as happy, but she looks the same. Yeah. yeah. So, the fact that she had, like, emotion is a big thing. Yeah. Did you have any talking points you wanted to I'm, I'm scrimmage around? I'm making sure that I'm not, like, jumping too far ahead. 
I feel like when that's... When I sit there and bring up... Once we've set up that Najimi is, like, one of the gang now, it's pretty much hijinks from there on out for but, this volume. He... Like, you, they don't introduce anyone, really. Like, you get oh, a little no, more... Oh, no, we do. You get a little bit more time with... We get Creepy Dog Girl. Yeah, the girl who wants to be... She's not worthy to be Comey's friend, but she's worthy to be her pet dog. <laughs> Again, school of eccentric people. Mm. Mm. Eccentric like the eccentric people in the house party video game or something. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I'm so pretty much ready to talk about my favorite issue. The, I, I, you... was, I was checking where it was up to. Okay. So the small group I don't want you to decide miss to eat lunch together mm-hmm. because that's, that's what friends do. Uh-huh. Um, and as they're, like, eating lunch, Osana is basically driving the entire conversation. Because that's how she roll. Yep. Um, until she decides that she can fix all of Komi's problems. I'm thirsty. Komi, go to Stand Bakes, which is Starbucks, clear as fucking day. A bit like when they go to Salbaway, which is just spelled wrong. In a I, later I volume. also like that even the logo on the cup is. I, I love Japanese the, copyright the, freedom, the, dude. Oh, it's so good. Well, I mean, we've, we've, we've mentioned Akiba's trip and it's complete disregard for anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she has to go get the drink I mentioned in the start. She's like, you have to go and order that for me. Yeah. Otherwise, we will no longer be friends. Which so is the, just so, mean. The, so the stakes are fucking high immediately. I wouldn't even remember that order. No, I don't remember it by the next fucking panel, dude. Like, yeah. it's gone. And I, like, Comey's just, like, in shock. She, like, staggers out of the room. She's like, I have to do this, but she don't know what's going on. Well, she doesn't want to lose her second friend ever. Yeah, and Najimi's like, well, I have to stall her because I've also, you know, booked in, like, three more lunchtimes with different groups of friends and shit. Yeah. And then she has to go and get the 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 mocha or frappuccino. I don't know how coffee works. It's not a it's not a can of soda, so it's out of my fucking element. It's a frappuccino. Okay. Which means that it's an iced drink. Alright, cool. And it's so like a it's a coffee icy. Yeah. So she has to go off and get this coffee slushy, as I'm hearing. A medium non fat milk Disgusting. pistachio deep mocha dip cream frappuccino with chocolate sauce. Name our episode that. That must be a bit long. Alright, fair enough. And then you've got so she's scurrying off to the Starbucks joint, and Tadano's following Stand along. Bake. thank you. Getting hassled by, like, every pedestrian for being a, a stalker or a pervert. Or, yeah. <laughs> and off she goes. I love watching her from other people's, like, from Tadano's especially point of view. Mm. Like, how she go in. Oh, I mean, she go to the, the Starbucks, and she stand at the door, and then she just kind of, like, wanders around near the door for a bit. <laughs> Wanda, 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 wanda. Yeah, yeah. And then she eventually, you know, she's, gets she's inside. Like, There's a pause. And then she comes back out. She's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. That's okay, because she goes back inside. She's determined to and try. And sits down at a table. Yeah, at the thwomp noise of her sitting at the... Yeah, because, I don't... You don't have to get... You, you don't get a waitress at the Starbucks. No, you have to go and order like you have to, You have to come take your order up here. So she's already humiliated. And she go up to the counter... And she, I like her, she's not very good at charades for a person who can't talk. Yeah, how did she get through, like, most of her life? I don't know, the thing that Najimi specifically asked for isn't on the menu just to make it fucking harder for her. 
and it, it, she's labeled as almost in tears, but she looks the same as when she was happy. And then this happens a bit where the barista thinks this is a test and he's, you know, one of like the best Starbucks baristas ever. And he has to prove himself. So he's like, I have to know what the soul of this customer desires. Because that is my job as a barista to know what they need. Mm. So he tries to prove himself (laughs) and off he goes. And she, he gets given a, a noir fantastique Valencia orange bitter chocolate brownie with a nutty flavor pistachio sauce on walnut chip chocolate chip cookie chip soy cream creamy frappuccino with gobs of sauce and gobs of whipped cream and gobs of chips just like you ordered. At this point, can I say pinching with Babish maybe have a read of this? Yes. I know you'd want that. Oh, that would be so good. However, I don't think either of those drinks would taste That's the only reason we need an anime adaptation is for when it gets sponsored by Crunchyroll next time and he does this. (laughs) I Um, ascended to him. And I like, I've definitely done this. This is some relatable shit. She knows it's the wrong order. Wants to say something, takes it home. Yep. Yep. Um, Like that time I brought home the weird custard raspberry pie from McDonald's. Look. Yep, and I, I do like that she just takes it back and gives it to Nishimi. <laughs> She's like, all right, thanks, Komi. I can't wait to drink this. What is this? What is this? <laughs> and, it, like, the little tear rolls down her face. She tried her best. It's the cutest fucking saddest shit. But I do like that Komi is, like, devastated because she's like, I'm going to lose my new friend. Yeah. <laughs> and then both of them are like, Oh, we, we done fucked up. You see her little this pouty face. Girl. Oh, they're like we we've just destroyed. We broke her, her little like life. Broke her little heart. I love it. Um, um, a very similar one happens at Subway. Like I said, those are my favorite ones. Is her trying to deal with customer service. <laughs> um, towards like the end of this interaction, though, um, they say that she might be able to like communicate with another girl in the school. Because yeah, there's another... Himako Aragari? Yeah. Um, Aragari's not a great public speaker, for example. I think maybe they're a bit similar in being awkward as shit. But the thing, maybe both of them, because they suck at verbal communication, they can communicate some other way. Yeah. However, Agari is just terrified because... Because there's a fancy, beautiful, and then shows it in her perspective, and it's like, I am beauty personified... Yeah. And it's like, it's just standing over the death staring at me and I'm having a fucking panic attack. And But it's really funny because she runs off to the bathroom and she's like, she oh my god, I don't people. know how to deal with this. And then Komi follows her because she she's doesn't just waiting understand at the door. that this other person is terrified of me. Yeah, well, it shows it from the other point of view, like, after the fact. Yeah. Poor, poor Komi's trying. Yeah. But she fails. I, yeah, I like that best. interaction because, like, from both sides of it, it's terrible. Yeah, everyone sucks. <laughs> um, we do end up seeing Komi get a phone. Yeah. And we, like, witness her walking to school and how she feels, like, just in her everyday. Which, if that was my everyday, I would be so exhausted. Yeah. But... She's very excited and she wants to get all of her friends' phone numbers. I also want to say, like, there's a character, like, shift as it goes. Like, when it shows her, like, going to school, like you said, and no one in her family says anything in this issue. Yeah. 
her mom is very energetic and sociable once you actually meet her as a character. It's like the exact opposite. Hmm. And then the dad will not talk. <laughs> so it's great. Um, yeah, she gets scared by a dog. I get Everyone's scared by Gari. Yeah. Because she is a dog. Oh, yeah. Ba- basically, she begs Crummy to let her lick her shoes. I mean... Th- and that's weird, and look, I don't like look, it. We've all been this one. We just watched Pulp Fiction. We know all about the fake stuff. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, she gets her cell phone, which is fun. It's like a shitty old flip phone, so she can't do anything with it anyway. She's just excited to have a phone, because she has people she can put in the phone book now. Yeah. Until um, she accidentally calls one later. No, we get to my favourite chapter first. Okay, okay, where, where, where are you at? Where's your favourite? I really enjoy when they're trying to pick a class president. Oh, fuck me. It shows how, like, <laughs> fanboy the entire class is of poor Comey. Well, she just wants to be left alone. So they immediately nominate her as class president. And she can't object because that would involve saying something to the class. And no one else feels, like, the need to be class president because Comey would be the best option. And, and then you've got, um... Osana, I think it is, that speaks up. And she's like, Comey can't be class president. And everyone um, gets mad immediately, so she has to backtrack. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck are you saying? She's not the most perfect representation of our class. It's like, no, 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 wall. Class wall, president guys. is not good enough for beneath, her position. Beneath our Comey, and everyone's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> she shall be class god. Yeah, she gets nominated class god. And then there's a wonderful picture of her and Buddha and Jesus. Yeah, all hanging out. Like it's. <laughs> I have taken a photo of it and I send it to Toby regularly. That's pretty great. Um, yeah, so she end ends it, up being the god. Um, Najimi ends up vice president. Tadano gets voted president because after they nominate a god who gives a shit about class presidents, so it gets thrown much. at him. Um, the next um, splash page I like as well. Like, the, the next covery bit. Yeah. I, I don't know how you want to call it, because it's not really a cover. But um, you've got Najimi trying to take, like, a really nice selfie, and you got Karimi trying to do it with her shitty flip phone that doesn't have a backspace character. Yeah. And you just see funny. the screen, it's like, some of her head is in the picture. <laughs> Look, she's trying. There, there's some... There's, I love a good clip of someone trying to take a selfie without a front-facing camera, and it just going horribly wrong. We then... It gets up to the chapter where she accidentally calls Tadano. Yeah, it's a very cute. And it turns out that she can talk over the phone a, a little, little bit. Yeah. She doesn't like it, but she can do it. And oh, she's I like, very excited I like by conf- this new discovery. Yep, so she accidentally, like, rings Tadano when she's just scrolling through her, like, eight, including her family numbers and contacts. And then he, like, she panics and hangs up immediately. So he rings back to see if she's all right. And there's like a pause, and she goes like, "The number you have dialed is turned off, or um, no longer in use." And he's like, "Um, I'm pretty sure that you." And she's like, "I called back, so I'm sorry." And then it's just like nothing. And I like his panic, his um realization that she has a nice voice, and someone's like, "Shut up!" as he like shouts it out loud in his house. Mm, it's pretty fun. Mm. Um. And then there's the one where they play a bunch of games I don't fully understand. Yeah, it's, I found it very confusing. I don't, I don't know what's going on. When I was a kid, I just we had Beyblades, all right? We had Battle Gear. 
Battle Gears were just like little Kave blades. No fucking cool. Everyone, I mean, had, everyone had Pokemon cards. No one knew what the fuck to do with a Pokemon card. If you if you read the game a couple of times, maybe work it out. Well, I'm not time for that. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a little summary at the end. It's like, who are your friends? It's like, oh, three. Great. 97 to go. Yeah. They're very positive about the fact that she'll get there eventually. Someday. But that's pretty much the first issue done. Or first volume, should yeah. I say. So what did you think, Toby? I think it introduces everything really well. I would... I'd want to see it as like a cartoon more than an anime. Okay. I just I just want little snippets. I want like little 15 minute, like, you know how a cartoon network will do like two segments, like chowder style yeah. to make half an hour. Yeah. Just take a couple of them, put them together. It doesn't really matter what order as long as it's just like, it all leads up to a cute punchline. Okay. But what are your feelings on just the book? That's what I mean. Like, I like it. It feels like a nice episodic little snack. And it's never disappointing. It's never gratuitous. Like, it's never... It doesn't fan service, you know? Yeah. Okay. And it's nice and... I like it because it's nice. It's like a dip in a nice bathtub. But for your readings. While I was reading it... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the story. I think it's very... Like like I said, it's a sweet story. I did... Because you talked about the fact of, like, it winning the most... Wanting to be an anime and stuff. It's just because it came out not that long ago and it just hit right away and people just want more i think okay i couldn't see it while i was reading it i think it would struggle to translate yeah and then we were watching like other people talk about it in preparation for this yeah just Seeing to what like see think. what the consensus was and stuff because we make do sure have this a isn't just an episode of me talking about something i like we have to make sure that we'll it, ever it's get on it a down radar. yeah um can't sit here and talk about cool world every day This that's the film that you've got a reboot. <laughs> Just saying. Welcome, um, to, welcome to Cool Cast episode forty-eight. Still talking Cool World. <laughs> I had to agree with a lot of the opinions. I don't believe that it would make a good show because not only would you have like the problem of how because it goes. Like, it flicks between so many different perspectives of the exact same scene. How do you get that across? How do you have a show where the main character, like... I, I know you can have shows where the main character can't speak, but she doesn't... Literally, if you go by the book, she should just be standing there with a deadpan face. Yeah. Um, like, it's it hard just to doesn't... say, because it would need almost... in. It would need to be narrated almost constantly, like scrub style. I think it would lose the. Uh, yeah, I think it'll book. lose it too. But it's similar to the drama people had when they first did the adaptation of The Dark Knight Rises, the animated film. Yeah, you were like right from the start, you could tell because none of the narration was there. Like it didn't have old Bruce. Like one of the most iconic quotes throughout that book is, "This would be a good death." Because yeah. it is just Wayne trying to find an ending, you know, and then it ends with him being like, this will be a good life. Yeah. But right from the go, it's not there. It gets used a little bit later as dialogue, but it doesn't, it, it's not his monologue anymore. Like, it's not an internalized thought. Yeah. And you suffer for that. I, I feel like this book would be the first three minutes of Dark Knight Returns 
the entire time almost. Well, and don't get me wrong. Like There's I a way of doing it. I don't know what it is. This is one of those books that I would really like to see. Um, and I'm going to get the name of this wrong. But like the animated graphic novels. Motion comics. Motion comic. I would love to see this as a motion comic. I wouldn't want to see it as a show. Hmm. Because I think like there is a lot of fan art making like turning pages into gifs that's how the like memes came around and stuff like that and they're super cute i miss motion comics man there were some good ones for like a week and then the, 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 the hellboy one was really uh not hellboy it was sin city it was one of the ones that we watched a couple of times hmm. and like it's so well done there's a good um two dvd that probably doesn't exist maybe it's three dollars at like a big W, like, five or six years ago, but it was Batgirl Year One mm. and Mad Love, and it was just the panels in motion. I, I think I Batman think... Year One had one as well. Yeah. But the, I love that visual. Like, it all looks so good. But I think that's just... what this would be really good. Mm. Trouble is that as a format, just I don't think it proved itself enough. Yeah. But they didn't put any emphasis into it anyway. I think it's... But you've also got to think about it of that would be quite difficult it's very old. I mean, that's how a lot of the original Disney films and stuff did their work. Mm-hmm. Of by like in betweeners. Um, I've I've just been going through my other set of notes on yeah. my phone, and there's there's a note here that you've asked me to remind you of. Is Tadano a tomato? So, his name sounds like tomato, and he's got a little like poof on the back of his head. That kind of looks like the leafy bit on top of a cartoon of a tomato. And it just makes... I just, I, I, I'm stuck with an association because of the name now. Yep. <laughs> Much like Comey being a cat. Which I think is his perspective too, because the first thing he ever heard her say was meow. Yeah. Which, and, and then you like you see her bedroom and she has like the cat clock and a big cat plushie. Like she's obviously a fan of kitty cats. Oh look, they're pretty quiet too. Not, not your ones. They yell for food. Mine do. And they're going to start very soon. Yeah, so buckle up for that, listeners, maybe. Um, um, what other points did you want to mention? I, I was just going to ask you the same question, because you've read volume two. But you wrote them down. You wrote, you wrote down the talking points. You were there. I saw you do I've, it. I've spoken through most of them. Go out, buddy. Because the other one was, the, is she a cat? Yeah. Which we've already spoken about. Um... And, you know, the fact that I like that you get that multi-perspective of the same scene, which... Is that would be a cool thing for the animator to do if it made an attempt, is everyone's perspective is a different animation style. I suppose. Really fucking lean into the perspective part. Because there has to be a way to translate this book that isn't like this book. To make it work, you would have to do something different. And that's what I'm trying to imagine in my head is how they would break it up. And that'd be cool, like, if one person's perspective of the world is, like, stop-motion claymation and shit, and then someone else is that ugly B-Stars CGI to save money because that's cheap shit, and someone else has nice animation. I know that you came up with a homework question mm-hmm. that you were struggling to kind of answer. No, I Okay, because I was just going to say... I sat down and worked it out. As we're sitting here talking about this, I maybe have a homework question. If it's how to make this an anime, I don't want it. Because I don't know yet. No. (laughs) I like my perspective idea, 
But that is just a visual. That won't save nothing. So this is this is following on from a conversation that we had last night about how shows don't stay. We like things on brand. Off model. Yeah, or on model. Um, because that's we really enjoy fairy tale, which particularly when it's like it's got its set thing. Everyone looks like they do, and then they're However, feeling like, free to mess with it. Yeah, whenever if they get hit, we mentioned or that if in, they go in, and out in our stocking episode, like when they want to do fan service, the everything's very luscious and beautifully defined, and then everything looks like it normally does, and then for some sometimes it looks a little bit like South Park. Well, and see, you know, I was also thinking of Chowder. Chowder, which Chowder did it great because it did fucking puppets, dude. Constantly, it did puppets, it did claymation, it did live action. Yeah, one time they ran out of budget for animation, so it was just the voice actors in character doing a car wash to raise money to finish the episode because the fourth wall can get fucked apparently. But that's the thing, like I do love that shit. We we do like when a show knows its model, mm-hmm. but isn't doesn't feel the need to stick to it. A lot of people maybe not don't realize the whole off-model and how great it is. If you're listening and you're a fan of Rick and Morty, just watch whatever the current episode is, because I know they're coming out as we record mm-hmm. and as we upload, and then go back and watch the pilot. Rick as a character, like, waddled off-model so much, so constantly in the pilot. Yeah. And that fucking spark of imagination is not a thing anymore. It's gone. Well, I mean- like, do you remember that scene where... Like, halfway through Morty's conversation, he just starts, like, that long drawl, and he just, like, completely phases out of whatever the fuck the kid's saying. Yeah. Never happens again, never will happen again, because it's not... They're too Because it's not the pilot, it's not... I I think the pilot's just a little more flashy. Yeah. Like, the off-model early years of Simpsons ain't quite as good of an example, because it looked terrible. Well, but... But the Rick and Morty is a good example just to see the difference. Even looking at South Park, it's... But see, I don't think that that's going off model. Because the difference with, like, the stuff we're talking about is it knows what it looks like. But when it needs to adapt, it will do so. But only for a very short time. Yeah, I know. Like, fairy tale. The Rick and Morty one still is off model. It's not doing it as hard, but yeah. it's a very like clear example. Like you can tell when you're looking at it. That well, but a that's that's the thing. I think of Simpsons is something completely different hmm. because it it wasn't an off model. It was a progression of technology is getting better. Hmm. We can fix it. Which is why I'm not using Venture Bros as an example. Like Which the original is- title cards were off model because they were the pilot animations, and as the show progressed, those. Pretty much became obsolete, but still recycled for the title. But, and that's the thing, like, you have Toy Story, where by the time the fourth one came out, they were locked into an aesthetic. Oh, shit, that's off-model. Pause early Disney princesses mid-movement and just look at oh, that. I love it. They're, the, <laughs> see, they're so fucking cool. off-model. They all look like they're about to sneeze, no matter when you paused it. They do <laughs> Surprising they were now. ever beautiful. But, yeah. Yeah. That's a good example. I don't know. I was, I was just, you know, as we're sitting here talking about the fact that we like it has that different perspective, and when animation changes, it's obviously a to thing we things. like to see. Yeah, clearly, it's, it's it catches your eye, keeps it flashy and interesting and fun to look at. Mm. Otherwise, you start looking at your phone because you you know what they look like. It's just dialogue for you. Yeah, and you look up to see what the current the Rick and Morty alien is, but you can look away the entire time because it's the same shit. Yeah, um, it's a good way to like. I'm not saying that you can't keep attention, but 
It keeps it more engaging. Yeah, exactly. It's very fucking engaging if you don't know what it's going to look like when you're looking at it. Yeah. Which, Penny Suffering was really good for that, too. Yeah, they did a lot of things that made it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking And weird. it was very, like, each episode had its own off model. Yeah. So. Oh, shit, even the live-action explosion scenes. I forgot about well, that, Well, that's too. what I'm yeah. saying. But, like, I was particularly thinking of the one... Go listen to our panty stocking episode. Where the ghosts get upset with the tissues. Yeah, because they're little cum ghosts. <laughs> but that's the thing. The animation of them getting trapped is very different to any other animation What about that weird depressing episode about that dude who's got a shit life and he's trying to find a present for his daughter? Yeah. And it's, like, ugly Miyazaki for some reason. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. But cool. But yeah, that would that would I'd like to see that in the Komi car community, okay? Because I bet you anything it'll happen eventually. Mm. There's too much of a demand. I don't know if it'll be good. I don't know if it'll work. It might flop horribly. But someone's going to give it a go. Someone mm. will, just, whether you want it or not. It'll happen. Just pick up again. Yeah. There's so many good animes out there. Yeah, and a lot of them only get a season one because we're not allowed to be happy. Yeah, but that tangents get- well. We can't There's come lots in, of animes out there. We can't come into things until they've got, like, a hundred episodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fairy tales are pretty safe, but we're, we're set now. Um, but, yeah, we brought up animes. Mm-hmm. And they're always going to be making more. Mm-hmm. So our homework question is, what would you like to see at it adapted? A lot of things wouldn't translate for me. I wouldn't like to see a Batman anime, especially after Batman Ninja was what the fuck it was. Um... Do you have any things you'd like to see? My first thought was Sam and Slimber would never work, no. and I don't think... I don't want to hear Candy voiced by Penny or Stocking, because they're the only dub voices that exist. <laughs> Everyone's a Tara Strong in the Japanese dub community. Um, Did you have any answers? I don't know. I went back and forth on a couple of things. Like, I kind of went Shadowhunters could be fun. Because, like, the way that I imagine their tattoos and stuff, it's very, like, ink brush. Yeah. Which I think an anime would do that kind of thing well. Hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to see an anime of it. Yeah. And I don't think, like, I don't feel like I know enough manga to turn into an anime. Yeah. Because, honestly, I just watch whatever you put in front of me. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, read whatever you put in front of me. But I'm, I'm good at recommending things, whether they're good or not. I don't know. I kind of... Right, so I, I had a few options and immediately right, what, what, if, like, what if I put one to you here? Um, Suda51 made a flashy B-grade fan service horror game that we've discussed on the podcast. It's got Japanese writers. Um, they did... Uh, they may have done a manga or an art book adaptation or something. Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah. Do you think that would work as an anime? Maybe. I could see that happening. I, I could. I could see more working. than like other stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to give you my spare answer. Okay. Because I thought maybe you could. What's What's your that. answer? Oh, uh, that's easy. That's. Dansu de jump na doi buken. Or we're gonna need some more. Explanation. All right, now let me explain it to you. That translates to dance then jump. It's a great adventure. 
We're going to need some more explaining. Oh, okay. Crash Bandicoot 2 had a manga. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like, when I was trying to picture it, I was like, animes need to be a journey. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the good ones are a journey. Mm-hmm. Dragon Slayer is a good example of something I can think of right now. Whereas a lot of the stuff we like, a lot of Western animation will just cycle and do it episodically. And it doesn't have that same continuous flow. Yeah. Whereas a Crash game would work. Yeah. Especially the early ones, you started to Insanity Beach and you fucking make your way across. Yeah. Um, here is some, here's some panels for you to take a look at, see what you think of these. Oh, um, no. Also, Japanese Crash is like delightful and fluffy compared to the Western adaptation. I mean, yeah. But for all those listeners at home, definitely Google, like, the comparisons. Because the game's identical, but the artwork, like, on the cover is completely different. And because it would be a weird take on a character I already, like, know and love, it would be fun to have something... A little, a little something different, but also something at all. I mean, there was that weird pilot for a shitty oh. cartoon of Crash Bandicoot once I, that I don't want. I know you want more Crash Bandicoot, but... Kyle, look at him. He a good boy. Nope. uh, It's also like, there's a couple of key differences. They're not Wampa Fruit, they're apples, which, you know, I have a problem with. It's it's, it's great. I think it's very cute. (laughs) And I'm all about it. I think it would be so doofusy. It just... Kyle, look at him. He ate the apple. He a good boy. I don't... He a good boy. I understand changing it to an apple because that's probably easier to explain. It's probably a mistranslation or something, I don't know. But, I don't know. Okay, maybe. That Akiraku looks like it's voiced by God about as soon as we've been talking about painting and stuff a little bit. Oh. <laughs> oh, he punched it in the face. Look at that. It's, 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 it's also adorable. I'd like to see that translated. <laughs> just just because. Right. It, it can't be helped. I'm sorry. Well, Toby has apparently fallen down a jump dance. Jump then dance. It's a great adventure. Don't crash Bandicoot story. Hole. Hey, also, listeners, Google the music video. The Crash Bandicoot music video, where he does the dance and it's all in Japanese and he's got sunglasses and he goes, Mm-mm. on that note. <laughs> I've been Kyle. Uh, yeah, thank you to our producer. Oh, I hope you enjoyed reading this book. Yeah, it was okay. I think it's a delightful thing. Who have you been? I've been Toby Apollo. And I hope you all join us next week for whatever the fuck happens then. Make it way away. Yeah. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things that prove someone heard this. Email us if you, you know. Yeah, at schoolforwardnerds at gmail.com. That's us. Yeah. We once did an episode for someone who recommended something, and I'm sure we failed to deliver. Yeah, but we never heard back from him, so. That's, yeah, he's probably gone. Win-win. <laughs> he probably left immediately like, no, 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 turn it off. Yeah, but we tried. Yeah. Really, that's all you can hope from from us. That's all. Yep. <laughs> Good night. Class dismissed.